Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. The following podcast contains strong language, like what the actual fuck. All right, I'm Len, and uh, you're listening to what the actual fuck podcast. Don't know what the fuck that is. Some shit. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hey, what the actual fuckers, and welcome to WTAF of This Country podcast. First, he's the man that has just returned my sprinkler hose, and there is definite scuffage on it, so I will be expecting him to pop to B&Q and replace it ASAP. It's Neil. I did return it. Hello, Pav. Hello. I did return it, but I kept my two metres when I returned it. Well, somebody's had it then, because I haven't got it, and if I haven't got it and you've returned it, somebody's walking around with a scuffed sprinkler hose. I just threw it over your fence. I haven't got a fence! I don't think it was my house, but never mind. Now, the lockdown has been tough on everyone, but it has been a perfect excuse for us to be able to reconnect with some of our previous superfan guests and find out what's been happening since we last spoke and what they thought of Series 3. And with that, we welcome back editor of You Magazine and co-host of the Is It Just Me podcast, it's the one and only Joe Elvin. Hello. Oh, thanks for having me. It's, it was lovely to, to be able to have sort you back. Sort of like glommed my way onto it, didn't I? So can I come back? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it's like I said, we've it's it's been great. I, I, I was I don't like saying it's been great with the situation because it's not great. But the accessibility of being able to talk to people that are normally very very busy, and I, I'm assuming that you are still very very busy, but you're just doing everything yeah. from home. Is that the case? I am, and honestly, I feel like I've never worked harder in my life. Really, um, I don't know what I used to do with my time. I, it's I just because there's no going anywhere i just get up and sit in front of the laptop and just don't stop it's so weird um it's amazing how productive i can be when i don't have zara to go to at lunchtime right. <laughs> and do you feel that yeah. this will be a new normal do you th- feel that more yeah. people will work from home now i think so it's definitely i mean i don't think i was the worst boss for this but i definitely used to have a sneaking suspicion of people who wanted to work from home that old chestnut um and um 
we've all proven that we can do it. So I think it's going to have massive ramifications for things like, you know, a, a friend of ours stopped by on our doorstep today and he's thinking, he's like, why am I paying for an office? Why am I doing, you know, it's, I think that it's, it's going to change a lot of things and a lot of things that we don't even realise yet. Mm, absolutely. So what about entertaining yourself then? Have you run out of series and things to watch? No. Um, well, the thing is, having a teenager in the house, we're rediscovering a lot of the things that um, she's sort of now allowed to watch. So um, she's been obsessed with Breaking Bad, which I've been really happy to Excellent. revisit. Excellent. Um, yeah, stuff. you know, it's like, and it's really enjoyable to watch it again because lots of it I'd sort of forgotten it's been so long. So we've been doing a lot of that. She's been revisiting a lot of old comedies like Parks and Recreation. We've got massively into Shit's Creek, which is um, just, I'm near the end of it. And that's very much like this country, sort of can't stop watching it. But I know the grief is coming when I'm really going to miss it. <laughs> So have you been you've been binging them have you or have you have you got a certain time yeah. of day that you're going to sit down and watch a certain show I I don't there's no time during the day but um sort of from about 7:30 once everybody's eaten and the dogs walked and bathed and all of that stuff then I just then I just zone out and watch whatever what about you guys Oh uh, well um just binging all sorts of series I didn't even think I'd watch I've been watching but I've also tried to be a little bit, well, I'm working all through this. So I still have to go to my day-to-day -day job. But in the evenings, yeah, just binging all sorts of shows. Yeah, and, and trying not to drink every single night. But, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that is I've the problem. This friend of mine who came around this afternoon, he said, yeah, I've just, I thought with June hitting... I'm going to try and go two weeks. And I honestly thought he was going to say two days. And I was like nodding along like, yeah, two days. Stay strong. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, if I've done two days, I'm quite pleased with myself. I think I'm that's the trouble, isn't it? I'm trying to be um, <laughs> uh, creative like other people have been in this lockdown and do baking or anything like that. But I just can't be bothered once I get there. No. I'm just like... No, it's not me. I think no, the trouble Ross, is... My, Ross, my husband, has filled the place with sourdough bread, which I think is a bit overrated. Right. Uh, so <laughs> he bakes what? it and I politely have a nibble. It's good, but I just don't like sourdough bread. You know? Right. But, uh, yeah. It is weird because, like, myself and Neil, I think we're both... Because I've been off now for 10 weeks. So, but yeah. I've, got, like, a, I've got a whole house full of family. So it feels... It feels like I'm I'm busy, but without actually doing anything, if that makes sense. Like oh, your, yeah. Your day is gone. And, and I made, I tried at the very start to make a point of doing something productive every day, whether it was podcast-related, home improvement-related, cooking-related, or whatever it is. And it ends up getting to the point where you wake up in the morning and you think, I honestly don't know what to do today. I've got, you know, it's really, really strange that you... you just, there's there's been times, and I'm sure that many many people have had this in regards to sort of mental health issues and stuff. But I've been sur surrounded by people that I love in my house, and yet I felt like really really alone. And it's a really oh, weird, God, yeah. a weird weird yeah. feeling because you shouldn't feel like that. We've been very but lucky. No, but honestly, no, nobody alive right now has ever been through anything like this. Mm. And I think that. You really can. I mean, I had a, a moment the other day when there was 
something I found in my diary that I must have put in ages ago for this week. And I wasn't particularly excited about it when I did. And I had a real gut punch of melancholy, like, oh, we don't get to do anything anymore, you know? And, mm. and it's, you just, you have those ups and downs and you know you're lucky and you know you're healthy and you know you've got your family and you've got a roof over your head. But you, I think it's okay to have those moments where you think, you know what, this is really shit and I'm having a an really annoyingly miserable day with it. Mm. But is, is is anyone else having that feeling that, that you're sort of frightened of what the new normal is going to be? Yeah, totally. Because people keep I, saying been, that, that this new normal, yeah. but no one actually saying what the new normal is going to be. Well, as an example, for a, a work example, we've just put to issue to bed tonight an issue where we're looking at the return of the shops on the 14th, 15th of June. And this issue comes out on the 14th. And so, we've, you know, we're putting a big optimistic face on it. Hooray, the shops are back. And um, one of my fashion editors wrote, oh, you know, it's been so great. I, I can't wait to try on some clothes. And I had to say to her, I'm not sure we're going to be allowed to try on the clothes. Mm. So I think you'll have to take that out. And it's like, so even the things you think are returning to do, quote, unquote, back to normal mm. are not going to be. And I don't think we've really yet unraveled all of that yet. And it, and it does frighten me. It really does. I've got a, a daughter who's supposed to do her GCSE exams next year. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Mm. I think it's also yeah. things like, like myself and Neil, we're massive film buffs and we love going yeah. to the cinema. And I was only saying to my wife a couple of days ago, I said, I can't wait to go to the cinema. And she says, oh, God, what? Do you think it's going to be all right and safe to go to the cinema? And I didn't even think about it to start with. And I thought, yeah. oh my God, what are they going to, are they going to put gaps in the seats so that people can't sit next to each other? How is that going to work? And then are the prices going to go up, which they probably are because yeah. they're going to have half as many people in the cinema. And you start thinking, my God, it makes me think, mate, actually I probably won't bother going to the cinema. I'll just like stream it or I'll, I'll rent it or something when it comes out. Yeah. I think what I'm trying to do at the moment is something I learned in therapy a million years ago is like not to catastrophize, right. just let's just wait and see what it, what it is. Cause you can drive yourself nuts going, they'll never open the public toilets again. You know, and it's like, <laughs> you, can, you just don't know what's going to happen. No. So let's just, just have a drink and <laughs> be happy about right now. <laughs> I think one thing for certain in the new norm is, being British, we're pretty good at it, is queuing. Queuing's going to become the new norm for everything. Yeah, I guess so. Because everything's two metres apart. You can only have so many people in a building. And they're going and to now I'm like back to being really show. depressed, because yeah. I'm telling you, that's been the real shocker for me, is just queuing outside a supermarket. Mm. How Eastern Bloc is that? I know. I mean, it's just... I find that a really grim exercise whenever I have yeah. to do it. So, yeah, and I for, don't know. For the, for, we've got our health, guys. That's right, <laughs> that's, that's right. Thing. And for the, for the job that you're in, I mean, I've made it a point now where I don't look at the news as much with everything that's going on. I know I, 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 I don't... I'm not, I'm not saying that I bury my head in the sand because there are things that you should know about and things that you should take action on in what's going on. Mm. But in, in your, you can't really do that in your line of work, can you? No. I think you've also, again, got to assess your mental health needs. There's, there are certainly some aspects of the news, not this particularly, but things like terrorism and things like that, where I feel like it gets to a point where I'm not sure what use it is, me knowing. I'm mm. not sure what use it is, me knowing that, you know, there's some chat about, 
someone launching an Exocet missile on a plane that leaves Heathrow as a hypothetical, you know, it's like, what what can I actually do with that information? So it's fine if I don't know it. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, I, and I think that sometimes you do have to pick and choose your news that way. Otherwise you will go insane. Ignorance is bliss sometimes, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the, the, the last few days with all the hideousness happening in America, I think is, I mean, it's kind of shameful that it's taken so long, but I think, the the sort of like the almost mass need all of a sudden for white people to feel like they need to know so much more mm. i think can only be a good thing yeah so the news is useful and we'd miss it if it was gone but um yeah i i completely understand you you can't fill your head with the 24 7 news culture just because it's there because you would go mad yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's but go you on. Throw oh. your head with this country, though. You yeah. certainly could. You certainly could. So um, last time we spoke, I think um, at the at the special come out. Had you seen the special? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. 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 So it was just series three that you were waiting for. Then what were your what exactly. were your first thoughts? Did you did you binge it all, or, or were you like everybody else and just yeah, I watched did. It? You, did you? <laughs> well, I mean, in my defence, I, I can never not binge it. But I also um, you, I think you know, I I, inter- I got the I was very lucky to be asked to interview Charlie and Daisy and the director and producer on at a BFI event. That's right. So, kind of felt like you know I had to obviously do my homework mm. um but it was it, it didn't take away the pleasure of get there's always that pain and I think that it was I just really think that in in, a, in the most amazing comedy one of the most amazing comedies like an instant classic this series was the best of the three as well it had everything it was hysterical but it made me cry and it made me, I, I don't know. And I just felt like I lived the grief of losing the vicar with chart with, um, with Curtin. I really did. Mm. thought it was amazing. I mean, I must How many have... times have you actually oh, watched it, Joe? Pardon? How many times have you watched the series? I think I've watched it um, because my daughter's heavily into it as well. And my mother-in-law, we got my mother-in-law into it. Um, I think probably four times. Yeah. Do you have a favourite episode from it? Um, let me think. Oh, that's tough, but I think probably the car episode is quite incredible. Um, no, that's really hard because I, I was just so impressed as well, as I think everybody was, with the way they completely um, took Michael Sleggs' passing head-on in the first episode. I thought that was done so masterfully and beautifully. And You know, when, when I interviewed them on stage, Daisy actually burst into tears on the stage they clearly loved him so much mm. um and yeah I think they're probably my two standouts but I I mean there's just so much in it there's you know the the John Lewis of the Cotswolds the tip <laughs> you know there's there's just so much in there that I just thought was incredible so yeah what about you guys what was your favorite um I think my my favorite was the first episode and it's funny because as we're recording this the Friday just gone I did say on I think the previous episode um I went to that tip that was the tip that's that that's our local uh, recycling tip <laughs> and I had a, I did have a chat a social distanced chat with one of the guys and um one thing I didn't know is that the apart from him and the guy that was the white Dennis Rodman trigger everybody else the, all the people that worked there were all actors were all um we're all extras, and I thought that I—I yeah. I thought they all worked there. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> um, 
But yeah, he said he had a whale of a time. Well, if it all goes wrong with acting, maybe they could, you know, put their CV in. Yeah. Maybe they could. But I I think we... And again, as we're recording this, we've literally just done the recap for the driving lesson episode, and there's some mo- oh. there's some moments in that 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 are just genius. They're just genius writing, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, as, and as everybody says, isn't it? It is the Vickers series. This it one, is without know, a doubt. Sort of like him, sort of like you know, when you get to learn in the car a little bit about what's formed his personality and what his father was like, and it's just it's it's absolutely gorgeous. And there's a lot there to unpack. There's a lot of he's, he's had a lot of grief, I think, in his life, and and he just doesn't show it until it all bubbles over and he becomes fiery Francis. I, I seriously want a spin-off. I want to know who the wife is. I want to know what her story is. I, I want the whole thing. I want you know, and you know, to see. And I loved his sort of aggression leaking out towards the end as well, where yeah. he's just absolutely fed up with you know the busybodies of the of the village, and it's just brilliant. How do you think he will cope in Bristol? I think he'll be... I, I think he will rise to the challenge. I think it will... Yeah, I mean, I I've kind, I think we can all relate to how he was feeling when, when that other sort of vicar came along and made him feel like he was really in over his head and didn't understand the depth of the problems. You know, he was he thought they were talking about knitting needles and he was talking about, a, you know, drug needle exchange and things like that. And I think I... I think that it really resonated with me, that feeling of taking on something new, because I was still, you know, I've only been doing this job two years, and you think, oh, God, can I actually really do this? And you start to feel like an imposter. But I think that if he can retain his um, integrity and his villagey charm, but take it to this, I think that he could break anybody, the vicar. Mm. I think it was more, it it was his naivety, though, wasn't it, when they're talking about needles and he's thinking about, like, sewing club, Rather than rather than a knitting club, rather than the fact that he's talking about drugs, I just I I, know. I do worry for and him. I, I have to admit, but I but I do want to. I like that there might still be people in the world like the vicar whose first thought isn't drug needles when you say needles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's nice. That's like still believing in Santa. Yeah. Why? Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What's wrong with Santa? Yeah, well, you know, sorry, sorry. That's okay. Major again. But, Gil, as well with this series, is there anything, obviously being the final series, was there anything that they didn't address that you wish they had? Um, Yeah, I suppose that there was um, a lot of, uh, for me, a a lot of unresolved, um, I can't think of the word, but I don't. I I don't know if Kerry felt like she had closure with what happened with her dad. But I don't feel like I did. Do you know what I mean? It's I completely like he's agree. Such a scumbag. But, yeah. Um, and I, I I suppose I was curious as to why they left that hanging. And I wonder if they just maybe thought, you know, how many episodes was it? It was only six episodes, wasn't it? I could have easily mm. had another six. Yeah. Um, and maybe they just decided that they'd done that chapter. But I just feel like I would have liked a little bit more resolution either for him to realise what a gigantic dick he is or for her to feel completely cleansed and feel like she doesn't need him. Yeah. You just wanted that one, one that one scene where she tells him yeah. to fuck off. Just one. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I completely agree with you on that. Yeah. I do. Yeah. yeah. Anything for you guys? 
well that that's the one that's the one for me i think it almost feels like it almost feels like they forgot to put that scene in you know it just it's the it's that it's that itch i just can't scratch because i I like those moments but i suppose to be devil's advocate i suppose in kerry's world and in kerry's mind it's just not that complicated she's got such a kind of even still like like a puppy dog love for her dad and she can't really see him the way anybody else can. So maybe that was just not possible in that character's narrative. I don't, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. despite what happens, despite nearly going to prison, I think that she still just cannot quite bring herself to, I think she likes to lie to herself about him. And also they've spoken about bringing them back, whether they will or won't, but maybe. Yeah. Anything and if they change, if they stop that, then the dynamic would change. And maybe yeah. leave it open just in case it ever came back. Mm. Yeah, and also yeah. And I, I think mean, she 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 was making sure that her mum was okay, and maybe that was like forefront of her mind that okay, mum's okay, so everything else doesn't really matter as long as she's yeah. she's away from him and she's okay. Then then we'll just carry on with everything else. But I mean, you know, I sort of made my piece that that's the end of the series but there's still i just felt like this maybe they're right maybe they're right to do it before you know they run out of ideas and we possibly get sick of it i can't i just can't imagine that world though and i feel like i you know i want to see curtain rising to the challenge without the vicar i want to see i want to see how he decorates his new flat you know i I kind of it's it's all of that stuff i think there's so much more that i could have really eaten up whole Mm. the one thing i've I've noticed is because i was listening to not narcissistically, but I was listening to one of our previous episodes where we were talking about what we thought was hey, going to... this is a safe space. That's okay. <laughs> but, we, but we were talking about what we thought was going to happen in Series 3, and we've done the same thing with, like, Star Wars movies. We have these grand ideas of this is going to happen, and that's going to happen, yeah. and that person's going to do this. And then the series comes along, and it's just like, no, everything just carries on as normal. There's no real major <laughs> things that are going to happen. It's yeah. just life just carries on. They're still there doing their simple things. There's no massive things. Because the one thing we never thought of was that the vicar was going to leave. We always thought that maybe Curtin uh... would leave. You know, Curtin would get a job and leave Kerry again. And it just it really struck us off. Oh, my God, didn't even think about that. Did, when did you? Because the minute they were like, "Oh, the vicar's in Bristol for a couple of days," I got quite anxious yeah. and a bit stressed. Yeah, I think that I think that was yeah. And then I think at the end of that episode, he does say that I haven't, I'm not been entirely honest with everybody. Yeah. And I thought, oh my god, the vicar's gonna go. They're gonna. No, but even before he said that, because I am very, I think it's in my job as well. If I, if somebody says to me they're going to the dentist, or if they're dressed particularly nicely, or they're on the phone in the in the hallway, I'm like. Hi alert! What what's going on? Are you, get, are you leaving? What's so I, I kind of I, I was sense I had a tripwire for it even in this. Right, it's crazy. Yeah. So how was the interview then, Joe? At the um, BFI. Oh God, it was so much fun. I mean, I really idolised them. I just think they're so brilliant and so funny. So I was nervous as hell. Um, big audience. My husband went and told me uh, later that Armando Iannucci was in the audience and thank Christ I didn't know that before I started because he's another hero. I I wouldn't have been able to form a sentence. Um, But as, I mean, you guys know Daisy and Charlie a lot. I've met them a couple of times, but they're so funny. And I mean, Daisy in particular just had the whole room in hysterics. I think I, I might've asked four questions and Mm. they just, 
you just wind her up and let her go. Mm. And um, everybody was in hysterics. There was one point where the audience were asking questions and um, this guy in about the second or third row put up his hand and in a really posh accent said, um, I just gave him quite a grandiose speech saying, I just want to thank you all for this marvellous display you've put on tonight and this marvellous thing. And, and Daisy interrupted him and said, in festival halls said, sorry, are you the owner? <laughs> and, um, and it, honestly, yeah. and, and nobody could then speak for another five minutes. So it was, um, I remember them saying to me, my agent called me and said, oh, you know, they, it, it, it's really not very much money. And, it, and I don't think I've even ever actually been paid for it. <laughs> it was like a, a tiny bit of money. And I said, look, don't tell them, but I would pay to do this. So yeah. just please let me do this. This is like bucket list. Mm. And it was and then, you know, not long after, the world went to shit. So mm. I remember, it, it was January. I was thinking, oh, 2020 is going to be great. And then. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So I'm glad I have that to hang on to. I mean, to be fair, the, the, the last episode went out, I think it was the week before, wasn't it? I think the week before. The, Something like that, The yeah. lockdown. So, I mean, yeah. they, they sort of. They timed it well. They, they they weren't to know, were they? They weren't to know yeah. that's that, that's what it was. But it's it's very strange when we think back of of like when we went to when we went went to the showing in Sirencester. Of how simple things were then compared yeah. to what they are now. It, it's, it's but then one of the great joys is having met now met Paul Tahidi. He he's so much like oh. the vicar, but he but he also really he he could be the twin of a friend of mine in looks manner all of those and so I took a photo with him and put it on Facebook and loads of people were like I thought that was Mark who's a really good friend of mine and I was like I just you know I need to send this to my friend Mark Paul and he was just the loveliest man mm. um and you know when you some, sometimes you meet people from the telly and they're nothing like you expect them to be and you, you think you're going to know this person because you know the character and they turn out to be horrendous mm. there's always that risk but we can say on the record that the three of them are all just as lovely in person. Well, I say if I if I had a pound every time I said that Paul Shahidi is the nicest person I think I've ever met, I would oh. have five hundred and eighty pounds. I think. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but the one thing is is that when you speak to people like in this medium in this form, people can be nice and they can you know they and they can they can be nice for an hour and then turn it off and go. Oh, but when we met Paul yeah. at the at the charity football match. I mean, again, it was lovely to finally meet him in person, but he's such... I, I Honestly, I, I don't think I've met anybody that is as nice as Paul Shahidi. Yeah. It's just there one of those just things. just people who, who just radiate sunbeams, yeah. which sounds so cheesy, but he's just one of those people. He is, yeah. without a shadow yeah, of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. Who else was there at the um, talk at the BFI? Was it... Was all the cast there? No, it was those three, Simon and... I'm just going to hate myself because I can't remember the director's Tom. name. Tom, Tom, thank you. Yes. Sorry, Tom. Don't listen to that bit, Tom. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as you can imagine, they, they receded a little bit. They let their stars kind of take over. So, yeah. I mean, that's the, I mean, going back to that charity football match, we were doing commentary on the football match as it was going, and I had Daisy sat next to me. It's exactly the same. You can only be funny if you're around her. So she's she's commentating pretty much yeah. as Kerry, 
And yeah. if you're bouncing off her, you can you can only be people think you're funny because you're so you've got that aura of of Kerry around you. It was oh, no, amazing. I don't think anyone thought I was funny, but I just didn't get in the way of them being funny. Which you just is let them go. Fine. Yeah, you just just, just let them go. It going. It's like steering the boat down the river. That's the but, way to um, do it. The other big fun thing that happened that night was we had sort of like their little party afterwards with some drinks, and I made her play me. Um, the recording on her phone that she claims is a ghost. So that was thrilling as well. We had that on you our. Must have heard that as yes, well. she she <laughs> she played that when we had her in for the, we had them in for the last uh, time a few months ago. She played yeah. that for us and it freaked us the fuck out. I must admit. I know it's really weird, isn't it? Really mm. weird. Yeah, I I don't believe in ghosts, but I must admit that oh, made I me do. think. Oh, do you? Yeah, I'm really pissed off. I've never seen one, but I do believe in them. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the closest I've got. I've heard a ghost now. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! Right, we're going yeah. to. You've played this before, so we're going to oh, play and it I again. Failed miserably, and I bet I fail again because they, I'm just not spocky like this. But well, let's, you know, we will find yeah. out because these are all yeah. series three ones. Solidarity with my daughter doing mock GCSEs <laughs> this week. Now I know how she feels. So here yeah. we go. Are you ready with number one? Have you have you ever seen the kids program Bodger and Badger? What? <laughs> have you ever seen the kids program Bodger and Badger? No. No, that's no, that's the the quote. Sorry, we're playing Carrie oh, Curtain. Okay. Oh, so you, didn't, you need to re-explain the rules to me. <laughs> I apologise. Yes, we're playing Carrie Curtain. So it's either Carrie well. or it's Curtain. Well. It's going very well. Either Carrie yeah. or Curtain said that. So have you ever seen the kids program Bodger or Badger? Who said that? Carrie. That was Kerry. Well done. That was yeah. in the Cynthia episode when he's talking to the vicar about his her dad being back home. Sorry, I, I thought I needed... I was thinking, oh, God, this is where not being English really fucks you over because I was thinking, <laughs> what's that show? <laughs> Question number two. Who said this, Kerry or Curtin? Have you actually seen any pictures of Len's girlfriend? Um, oh, Curtin. That was Curtin. That was, yeah. uh, again, talking to the vicar. I would give you a yeah. ding on the bell, but the bell's not here. I think my grandson has Don't worry. Run, run her off with it. So, Neil, give a ding if it's a correct. Okay, ding. Thank you. Okay. Just say ding, yeah. Just say yeah. ding. Number three, <laughs> I had to look after Kaylee. Kaylee was in tears after. Uh, oh, God, I can't remember that one. I think um, Kerry. Well done. That was in Curtain's Half Brother yeah. uh, with Mandy yeah. and the Book Club. Well done. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil? Oh, ding again. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, number four. I am the people, but also I'm higher than them because I have the hat. <laughs> That's Kerry. That is Kerry. <laughs> That's the, the yeah. harvest. She was Lord of the Harvest. You need this oh, one for a five out of five, 100%. Know, get oh, oh, sorry. No, don't jinx it. Ding. Thank you, Neil. Yeah. Number Delay. five. Neil, can you give us a drum roll? Can you go... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, you've already done it. <laughs> Thank you. Number five. You know you've got to go, don't you, Vicar? Oh, I think that's Kerry. That was Curtain. Oh, oh was it? Remember harvest. the scene? Yes. He's, I remember the scene, though. He tells... It made he me tells, cry. Yeah, he tells the Vicar, he says, you know you've got to go, don't you, Vicar? So, well, so I, close. I, 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 I do feel suitably redeemed, though. Absolutely. Four, Four out of five is very, very good. Very, very good. Very good. So, Thank you. What do I win? Um, our respect. Oh. oh <laughs> <all right. laughs> 
<laughs> I was going to say for what it's worth, but obviously it's worth fuck all. It's worth absolutely. Well, you know, yeah, it's about what it's about all I'm getting in in terms of wages at the moment as well. <laughs> well, that's so, yeah. that that is true. <laughs> that, that is yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Everything should be yeah. paid with just good hard cash these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations for doing it again, Joe. That's what I get. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Or you can have a day out with me at work. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, you wouldn't want that. That's, that's too much like hard work. Oh. Yeah, that's too much. Oh. Hey, do, you guys should do a cake competition. It's funny oh, you say that. We did that for our very first live show. We had a big bastard uh, bake-off we did uh, yeah. li- live on stage that uh, Martin Mucklow did the uh, taste test for, which was... And what did you cook? Uh, well, it wasn't us. We got people that were going to come into the show. To do, one did a lemon drizzle, which was very nice. Yeah. One did a chocolate cake. Um, yeah. I think one did one do a, one the shape of a toilet seat, I think, if I remember correctly. Oh, and, nice. And yeah, had a few, like, chocolate cupcakes strong. around it, which was good. It's the um, Battenberg you don't want to mess with. Oh, no. You can't mess with the Battenberg. No. Yeah. Too <laughs> hard. Yeah. by Martin McClough and Dan Green. Yes. Yeah, oh. that, was, that was very, that was, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Oh. So, what have you got? Uh, what have you got coming up in the future? Then are you just carrying on? Absolutely, with your... fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Good night, everybody. Podcast, Joe. Yes, your podcast. Obviously, <laughs> that, that's carrying on. Yeah, pad on. The podcast is uh, going. Yes, do you know what? We have been rather slack with that, um, and I don't know why. I think I've just felt a little bit like he- keeping my head above water with getting this magazine out. But we we have massive plans to get the wheels back on that it's called is it just me there's lots of episodes there in perpetuity including um a great one with daisy and charlie which i believe i think you helped me sort of like strong arm them into that really so got a baseball bat and a duffel the, bag and the, the check must into a room. the check must still yeah. be in the post for that one then i, I, I would... <laughs> well you've got my respect for that oh in, well, there in, you go <laughs> touche well done <laughs> But um, so they, and that's a brilliant one. And that's actually reasonably recent, that one. And obviously you magazine, somehow getting that out every week. And apart from that, living my best life in Southeast London. There you go. Um, So if, when we spoke to Daisy and Charlie, I know that they said, jokingly or not, they said that when the money runs out, they'd be quite happy to do another This Country, whether it be, I mean, I think Daisy said, in quite a few different publications that she'd love to do a movie or do a Christmas special. Yeah. Is there, is there anything in particular that you'd like to see the guys do, or would you like to see them have a bit of a break, maybe go off and do other things and, and come back? No, I don't want them to ever do anything, but this country oh, ever right. in their lives. <laughs> and I think that, um, well, I definitely think we need a good dump gang subplot. Um, yeah. I'd really like that. Um, I'd like to see, God knows what it would look like, but I'd love to see Kerry fall in love. Right. Can you imagine? Mm. That would be amazing. Pardon? Do you think she's capable? Well, I think that, you know, I think anything is anything is possible. There's mm. someone for everyone, and I just think that the right person needs to blow into town and sweep her off her feet. Do you, because we've, we, again, we've said that she, she seems to be sort of like non-sexual. She doesn't understand, like with the threatening letters episode, she she couldn't grasp that, that somebody actually sort of thought of her in that way. I know. And it's just I, weird whether she did. quite sweet about that. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think it would be, it would be more that 
she would suddenly she would find and not immediately comprehend that she was attracted to somebody and there would be like a whole sort of thing to explore there with her understanding that she was awakening in that way mm. oh, getting deep I, now aren't i yeah. i was gonna say once yeah. if she does find love i think she's gonna be the sort of person that's very loyal and that'll be the person for good she seems yeah. like a good person whereas curtain on the other hand is very fickle i suppose and would move off here and there as we saw with Soph. Well, yeah, he changes his, his girlfriends as, as often as his TK Maxx <laughs> doesn't he? And I mean, I, you know, you, I love Curtin. I love how style conscious Curtin is. But, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I would, I think it would be amazing. I hope that it won't really be a case of the money running out for them, will it? It will be the case of, you know, them being made an offer they just can't refuse because mm. everybody wants to see more, everybody. Mm. And they're just yeah. going to have to deal with it and do it. Yeah. So, yeah. and you said earlier on that you're a fan of like Parks and Rec. So, I imagine that you're a fan of like, the American Office as well. Yeah, yeah. Big time. So, how do you feel about the 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 impending US remake of this country? Well, I think that in the past, people have been very, very good at being cynical about that and feeling like Americans can't possibly bring the same level of sophistication or real or realism to those shows but I think that the the American office did evolve into a really different kind of show but it was fantastic it was so funny it launched so many other careers um and I think that we we just judge it on its own merits don't compare it don't um don't don't set it up to fail to begin with it's a very specific kind of village a, a tiny british village isn't it so it'll be it, that's going to be the crux of the translation is what kind of a place is it going to i think is it going to be that stereotypical redneck thing that we're all thinking or is it going to be sweeter than that you know so i'm really can't wait i'm fascinated to see what they do with it mm. um some things have failed and some things haven't but american comedy good american comedy has some of the most amazing writers on the planet so let's see. I, I'm excited. Yeah, I have to. What admit, about I, you? Or do you do you think do you think it's going to be good or not? I'm hoping it will be. If yeah. It, the, the the pedigree behind it gives it a good indication that it's going to be. Yeah. So I really hope so. With Paul Feig behind it, I think it's going to be. Oh well, no, he's a genius, and I think he's also proven himself to show that he really he respects writers and respects what they want to bring to it and wants to let them them breathe into the roles into the story so I'm, yeah i think you're right i think it's as as... interesting to see as well whether they let daisy and charlie write an episode well i'm sure if they want to don't you think or they yeah. or then, but then that reminds me you know the the old um stephen mangan show episodes where they take their british comedy over and it just yeah. gets completely mangled so there's always that possibility as well but um mm. i don't know yeah paul fee he's he's no slouch is he no, not at all. No. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that it um, that they at least give it time to be able to be a success. You know, because there's so many yeah. times when you see it where they, they do a pilot, they don't like it, and then that's the end of it. I can remember watching the very first episode of the US office, and because I loved the, the British office so much, and I watched it, and it was literally word for word, apart from a few, you know, changing yeah. changing some of the, 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 the British words or whatever and i thought my god this is a train wreck this is horrible i can't watch this again but i remember then watching like 
watching the series, then getting to series two, and from series two, it was just um, it, every yeah. episode was gold. And you and you've got to let it breathe. I always compare it. You know, the the first pancake you make is always shit, isn't it? <laughs> Indeed, you know it mean? is. It's like it, it sort of like it's, that's the warm up one. Yeah. So it's like, I think yeah, you've you've got to let these things evolve. And I think that that's in second series as well. Is like most cast have more confidence with each other, and they found the rhythm of their characters. I mean, Parks and Recreation wasn't brilliant till till the second series. Mm. So I think yeah, but also they do tend to um, commission things for much longer runs. Whereas in it's it's Britain, I think where a series is only twelve episodes anyway, you sink or swim pretty fast. They do seem to have a little bit more breathing room in American productions. So let's see. yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Let, let's yeah. hope so. Let's hope so. Oh, the, 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 sorry, can't wait. Oh right, I was no, going to ask maybe. as well. I've just been watching Macmillions on Netflix. If, has any of you seen oh, I that? Seen that. No, is it good? Oh my god, it's not as batshit crazy as Tiger King, but it's getting there. And it amazes me okay. that all these things happen in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. What's your Florida man story? Mine involves a toilet on my birthday, but I can't remember exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Yeah. That seems like a whole new series. <laughs> I am not surprised. I am Australian. But it's like, yeah, if you type Florida man in and your birthday, you get a crazy ass story. Oh, is that oh, right? Yeah. I didn't well, know. Well, no, no, that. yeah, that's a big oh. internet viral thing. Oh. If you type Florida man and your birthday, you get a, you get your own Florida man story. Really, right. really, yeah. Because yeah, well, <laughs> McMillions is is pretty much set in um uh, in in Florida. Obviously, Tiger King, and then myself and my wife started watching the first episode of that Jeffrey Epstein uh, documentary last night. Oh, I don't know if I can handle that. Well, it's funny because like we watched McMillions yeah. probably in two or three sittings. We watched like three or four yeah. episodes. I could only handle one episode of that of that the very first episode, and that's pretty much in Florida. So yeah. it's, it's crazy that all this crazy goes on in one particular place. America's penis, so like, as they call so it. So like the, you know, the, the East Coast Vegas. Yeah. But uh, with, with tits on, you know, it's mad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is, it is, yeah. it is some crazy stuff, but, um, mm. but I, yeah, that is the one thing is catching up with stuff that, that you probably wouldn't have time for or. Yeah. or is there any other the new stuff that you've been watching to? Any, any other new stuff that you've sort of watched? What have I got? I always go blank when I get asked this. No. Oh, I watched this thing on Amazon, um, a comedy called Upload. Have you seen that? I've watched the no, first I've, three episodes of that. I really enjoyed it. It is another one that took a couple to warm up. But I think I'm always a little bit resistant on something new anyway. I'm always like, oh, God, this is an effort to get into this. Yeah. But um, it's it's... I don't know. It, it's not the most sophisticated thing, but the premise is fascinating. Just it, it's almost like the the lighter side of a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, and okay. as, and it's yeah. written yeah. written and showrunner is Greg D- uh, Daniels, who did The Office. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Have so you watched all of it? About, have you? Yeah, uh, and right. so and it's a good cliffhanger. So hopefully they'll they'll get another commission. But it's if you don't know Neil, it's about. Um, you know, people who they don't, when they die, they get uploaded, so they keep living. Right. And it, and it becomes very, very complicated very quickly. So, is it yeah. a comedy? It is a comedy. Oh, yeah. It is, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. very interesting, their version of um, Tinder and that is very, is, yeah. is very interesting. It's it's a lot more to the point than, um, you know, than, than Tinder is. I, I, thought it was oh, very I don't in- know anything about Tinder. I don't, but, yeah. I don't either. It's only what I've read. Uh, I, I apparently somebody did tell me once that um, I had a profile on there which I did not make, 
and um, I was I'd got to San Francisco on a, um, years ago, and I was jet lagged out of my mind. As someone texted me and said, "Ha ha, I've just been looking on Tinder and I've come across your profile," <laughs> and I thought oh, I should probably check that out at some point. And then I completely forgot for about three weeks. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, so I don't know if it's there or not. Oh right, yeah. Okay, I was going to say, well, that, what with your name or just a picture or name, picture, everything. Oh my god! But um, I, I think if you're if you're trying to, you know, up your chances on Tinder, I wouldn't use my name or picture or profile. <laughs> I'd go for something else. So maybe maybe it died a death for that poor person. I don't know. Yeah. God bless. Oh, <laughs> Well, Joe, thank you very much for spending some more time with us. It's what been really nice. And then awesome. once they've done the, the movie or they've done the Christmas special, please come back and talk to us again. I hope we're all going to get cameos, to be honest. I think we've earned it. I'll tell you, the amount of times we've dropped yeah. hints and it still hasn't happened. Yeah. Jesus, I'll tell you what. What can you do? Yeah. We'll just have to yeah. go and make our own. We'll go and make our own show. Look, we, we, we know where North Leach is. Just come and follow us <laughs> and then we'll just go and make our own show. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Bags the bowling club job. Okay. <laughs> you can work <laughs> behind the bar. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, thank you once again, oh, Joe. Thank you so I'm much. Sure. Thank See you. you. Take care. Bye. 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 Right. Okay, then. Ah, oh, the wonderful Joe Elvin. Wasn't she great? Wasn't she great? So, shall I fill us in with some I'll details? tell you what, Neil, if you didn't fill me in, I'd be disappointed. So fill me well, in, let me, son. Let me try you on this one. You can follow us on all the social medias under WTAF, This Country. Ding. You can, you can email us, if you so wish to, at WTAF, This Country, at Hotmail.com. Yes, we still use Hotmail. <laughs> Say that again. WTAF this country at hotmail.com. Ding. That's right. No, I thought I'm sorry, I thought you said it ran the other way. Sorry. No, no. We still use Hotmail. And Hang on, is that not is that not a trendy thing to use then, well, Hotmail? You know, just, just to digress a little bit. I read an article at the moment and Hotmail has become the AOL.com. It hasn't, has it? Yeah, apparently so. Oh my god. Well, then that's in keeping with us, isn't it? Because we're not trendy yeah. types. No, and I'm We're not like trendy Hot. like Joe. No, she's super. She lives in London. She Well, <laughs> well done, Neil. She does. She does. <laughs> and you can go to our website for all your This Country fixtures and fittings under WTFpodcast.com. Ding. And come and become a Patreon bozo. Just go to www. See, that's, see I've done it already, haven't I? That that's yeah. totally uncool by w- saying www dot. You just go patreon.com forward slash WTAF. That way you can come and support the podcast, get some goodies, get some exclusive content, all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> just burped as well. I apologize. What a windy pops there, sir. What a windy pops. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't do that. I did I didn't do that when Joe was on. I I feel like I've let you down, listeners. Oh my goodness! I'm so sorry, Neil. Shit happens. I hang my head in shame as windy pops came out of my esophagus and up <laughs> into the air. But that's Shit. it. So yes, come uh, Patreon.com forward slash WTAF, and uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Neil. No, no, I, don't I feel be like sorry. I've let you down no. right at the end. Better out than in. <sighs> I suppose. Well, at least you weren't actually here. 
and it didn't come out at the other end. That was two, you know, two, only... two things to be thankful. Exactly. That's only in the mornings when you used to get up. Oh, <laughs> funny you say that. I did let one off really bad this morning. <laughs> but that's, that's talk for another time. That's talk for another time. That's our fart podcast. Uh, letting it out nice and easy. Thank you very much for joining us, Neil. Thank you, Pav. Thanks once again to the wonderful Joe Alvin. Thank you so much for joining us, Joe. I know she's gone, but I'm just saying it now. And thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, please stay safe. Please in, uh, just uh, just keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. Same with you, Neil. Backbone of Britain. Keep working hard. Thank you very much, everybody. And go and get plumbed, you fuckers. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal.